Welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where we talk about movies that audiences and critics do not agree on. With me, as always, is my co-host, Keith. Hello! And today on the podcast, joining us for the first time, our good friend, Christina Mazur. Welcome, Christina. Hello, hello, hello. This is really exciting. We've been waiting for the perfect movie to talk about with you, Christina, (laughs) and that is why we brought you on uh, for this movie. Uh, today we're talking about the greatest showman, uh, the 2017. It... <laughs> well, we'll see. It's the show or showman. The uh, the 2017 musical film, uh, directed by Michael Gracie and starring Hugh Jackman. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie falls into the category of having a negative score from critics and a positive score from audiences. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 56 percent approval rating from critics, 86 percent from audiences of 30% difference. That's a pretty pretty deep divide there. And the uh, mm. critics' consensus for The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman tries hard to dazzle the audience with a Barnum-style sense of wonder, but at the expense of its complex subjects, far more intriguing real-life story. Um, so, you know, based off of that um, consensus, it seems like, you know, the critics think that this might be like a missed opportunity for a more interesting exploration of someone's life um, as opposed to what this is, which is basically like a very like glossed over sort of like, you know, um, you know, musical fanfare. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, this is my first time watching this movie. Have you guys seen this before? And, you know, did you expect this divide from this film? Start with uh, Christina. Yeah. Um, If I were like seven, I would have loved this movie just for what it was as a movie. Um, Growing up watching musicals, Disney and everything like that, this would have totally just, you know, I would have wanted to watch it every single weekend. Being in my late 20s and understanding, you know, character development and understanding how stories are told, especially in a musical outcome like that, I was very, it was very underwhelmed. Like, I remember seeing it And I wanted to see it in the movie theaters and I never got a chance to. So my friend was like, oh, I already, I I found it on Roku. Let's let's have a day and watch it. And I said, absolutely. We're so excited. We got our popcorn. We got our pizza. We were so excited to see this movie. And we sat there silent for maybe, what was it, like two hours? The whole time? And we just sat there like, if you could see my face, you can't. But I'm just kind of stoic in the sense of the fact that we literally got nothing in return for how excited we were. The oh, music, Patrick and Paul, obviously it's going to be fantastic. You have Hugh, you have Hugh Jackman, you have Kiala Settle, you have like background voices of Natalie Weiss and like all these other like Broadway stars who are not even in the damn movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have like the willpower of it being so good because of that alone. And then you watch it and you're like, what just happened? How did it happen? How did it happen like this? There's no backstory on any of the characters but P.D. Barnum. And even that wasn't even an accurate backstory. No, in fact, a lot of things are really glossed (laughs) over. And at times things were happening so fast. I'm like, wait a minute, how did we get here? Uh, Exactly. What was your uh, first take on The Greatest Showman? Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I no, I. This is my first time seeing it. I, funny. I, I knew the. I knew some of the music 
beforehand it's hard not right. to like miss that uh in life uh and i've had people tell me like i really enjoyed this movie and i wasn't expecting it to so i had no idea what i was going i feel like there was stuff in my brain saying oh you shouldn't like this and but the louder voice mm-hmm. was like shut up it's fun they're giving it all they have i enjoyed it and i'm there are actually some songs that i'm like that are stuck in my head i yeah. I, 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 they're banking on the songs they're banking oh, on yeah. the songs they even made a whole reimagined like cd with other like like kelly clarkson and oh, sarah yeah. Morales, and like they they're banking on the songs alone and i think they know that. well, the, well this you got been, you, this could have been like a really big hit like um album if some of these were released as like you know by like an singles, artist or something yeah i mm-hmm. and you're i think the songs are probably the biggest strength for this movie because they are really catchy mm-hmm. and really powerful uh, and they've like entered into like pop culture, right? So yeah. you know, this is me. Is this really um, catchy like anthem that I feel like is mm-hmm. really resonant in this day and age? Yeah. And then um, rewrite the stars is my favorite. Yeah, that's I, I, I thought that was rewrite the stars. They're all. I mean, and then <laughs> um, was it never enough? Is yeah. was this like really powerful and beautiful song Ballad. and performance? Yeah. That like even like maybe. You know, within the context of the movie, I feel like it wasn't that particularly like a moving scene, but the song itself was really she moving. She also wasn't an opera singer. Remember how they were like, oh, we're going to go to the opera? We're fine. Like, it's that's fine. not an opera. It's fine. Well, no, that's just the <laughs> one person fine. singing. <laughs> that I'm is an pretty, opera. I'm we, we watched a play. We watched, you went to the, you, you know, we watched a play. I'm well, trying to think thing. of this other is... plays that have good character development. Hamilton doesn't even have like, and I love I this is my first year watching Hamilton. Be careful, and... Keith. You're gonna have a mob at your door. No, no, no. Say, How you dare better, you? You better watch it. No, no. You better watch it with no, the no. Hamilton because I can I'm watch the- that again. I'm a theater kid at heart, <laughs> and I know there a lot of theater kids are like, You're not like me, but I'm like, I'm a theater kid. There's a lot You're not like me. You're not like me. That's a good <laughs> there... You're not my dad. That's what they chanted at you. <laughs> Like Hamilton moves so fast, and I understand it. It's yeah. a play. Hamilton moves fast because there's a lot of history in rapping, and they had to put it all in one thing. Like I under no, but, <laughs> but you but you're watching a play. You're like you're, uh, and well, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if The Greatest Showman, if Broadway, if and when Broadway returns, will say, you will. This will be a very was, popular yes. play. If it was a live show, and they took out bits and pieces and made a like a consecutive story within it it would be a really good musical absolutely and i think that they've tried to put too many stories in one story that they forgot about certain ones because the dynamic of zendaya and zach efron and if you don't know zendaya is a trapeze like person with with cotton like, candy hair with cotton candy <laughs> hair and we don't know her backstory, ready? We, we have no idea where her and her partner came from. They All we know is that they auditioned to be part of this show and they have a talent of like swinging on things. That's all we know. Trapeze. But then we catch the eye, she catches the eye of Zac Efron, who's a partner in the in the show, like the partner of Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman's character or whatever. And they just get a glimpse of each other and they're in love, right? Okay, whatever, that's normal. But- there's a scene where they see the opera and he wants to take 
Zendaya's character to the opera, but his parents are there, and he they disapprove of this relationship, well, yeah. but we don't know why. Because she's black, that's why. Yeah, I got that. I got so the, now I have to I infer that that, that like that's why. Stuff. I just it like literally. It, went it, it, that's my what head. that's I what plays like, do. That's it, what plays do. They really have like I, I. I have to think more and infer more of that. That's not what I was thinking. So okay, leave it up to interpretation. Sure. Okay, maybe because she's black. But what if it was like maybe because she's part of the freak show? But do her parents? Does, probably, does his parents know that she's part of the freak show? It's probably all sorts of things. I mean, they say the help. That's what they say. Like yeah. you're with the help. And again, I feel like that has to be like the movie's like kind of weird way of making it about race without saying it. Which I don't know why they sh- they don't just say it. Um, but uh, you know, it was like what eighteen fifty. 1860 like of course mm-hmm. like an interracial relationship back then would be really taboo so i i at least assume that'd be the reason why i don't know i think that what that part went really quickly so like so fast that like it just kind of like whooshed over someone's head right hey hey no one's buying hats back here get out front go wd and i want to introduce my newest hire mr philip carlisle it's a pleasure to meet you yeah pleasure what is your act, Mr. Carlisle? I don't have an act. Hmm. Everyone's got an act. But then speaking of those characters, though, so, like, this cast is interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in this movie, but, like, Zac Efron, for me, is, like, this actor who I feel like doesn't fit in this world. You know, mm-hmm. he just... I don't know. I feel like the only way they really try to make him feel part of the time period is by giving him sideburns. Everything else about him doesn't really feel that like 19th century to me. <laughs> He's too pretty boy. 2000s pretty boy. Yeah, exactly. Like everything about him. <laughs> no, but that everything about him is like is like a more modern sense of like you know uh, attractiveness and i just mm-hmm. feel like he sticks out like a sore thumb in in this world this movie's not made yeah. for us guys this movie's made for like 20 and younger and who are like hey this is zach's bread and butter i i i think he's a fine actor but i think he also, i think it he, brought people to see i think he's right i think that's like a marketing i think thing he soars uh as, like this is his fifth musical i believe like he he knows the court he like that dance that when they're drinking shots, even though they'd be friggin' hammered, oh, like and by the, the end of that, side, like yeah. I really enjoyed that. Let me tell you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zac Efron didn't even sing in the first High School Musical, so we can't even count that. Hey, as part when of you're doing, oh, when well. you're doing, when you're working twenty six hours a day in a friggin' smelly gymnasium, I to- I, I know there's only twenty four hours in the day, but I bet they work those kids to the core. Uh, you, they know those chore. Yeah. They know the choreography. Kenny Ortega but, like, really But I, from the <laughs> from the producer and just making a movie standpoint, you're gonna get the like. Can we get the hottest young actors to play this subplot that never existed in real life? I'm totally okay with that. Like Zendaya stars. She just won an Emmy. She's gonna be in Dune. She's Mary J. Like she is the hot young rising star. Funny enough, her her yeah. brother. It wasn't it, her brother partner. This movie was made in uh, 2017. It came, um, Yahya Abdul Mateen. It's amazing to see. Second- yeah, it's amazing to see his rise because he's only like a background. He's only like a. He doesn't really. 
doesn't get a lot of. And he just won an Emmy this year too. Like it's like he he his star has risen. Like I just saw him in a movie just the other day, and he was a main main role. So that that made me laugh. He's a very good actor. He's a very good actor, and I wish they gave him more to do in this movie, except for like kind of stare down Zac Efron one scene and then get into some fights. (laughs) Um, You know, but the focus is for the most part on you know again P.T. Barnum and you know Hugh Jackman. And, you know, Hugh Jackman, he's kind of like the 20th Century Fox, like, you know, star child, right? Like, he's been in so many of their mm. productions. And he's, I think he's really great in this. Uh, you know, I think he's he's very charming. I, he also has roots in, in musical theater, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was uh, Curly in Oklahoma. And, yeah, uh, and Valjean. And, uh, yeah, Jean and Valjean. Valjean, yeah. Um, and the movie production of Les Miserables. Yeah, he, and I, I thought he was good in that, too. So, you mm-hmm. know, I... I from what I understand, this was kind of like he was part of the passion project of this, right? Like he he was he was really um, passionate about getting this project off the ground and mm-hmm. and doing this role, mm-hmm. which I find interesting because yeah, I didn't really I didn't really know anything about P.T. Barnum or think if he had like an interesting story to tell before this movie came out. Like this movie comes out, and I'm like the greatest showman, a movie about P.T. Barnum, and I'm like okay like is that yeah. uh, do we really know anything about him that's worth telling a story and you know this this movie doesn't really dive into what his real life story mm-hmm. was so i'm just curious like what exactly the idea was behind putting this together <laughs> would this movie have like because w- this has been a major criticism it's like the in the critics uh critic consensus a lot of critics go hard about like it's it doesn't tell like the true story w- if he changed his name to J.T. Farnham or whatever, would this <laughs> would this movie have been like it's just like, you know, loosely based on the life of B.T. Barnum? Would sure. this movie have been? I don't know. I, I disagree. I disagree completely with the critics of like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. But if you think and about I, it, and I know I can expand to... upon that, but who cares? Go on. But. It's a testament to how American culture, you know, gives information about history. Like, why are, like, P.T. Barnum was not a good person, if you think about it. Like, he burnt down places to make his own freak show, first of all. Like, I know he wanted, like, a red tent top type, like, circus thing, make it, like, his life be different than what he grew up to be and all that kind of stuff yes he had dreams and aspirations like every little person does you know but going about it is always like the difficult task right but the way he goes about it he's exploiting people with disabilities hi i'm a special ed teacher he's exploiting people with disabilities that yes at that time we don't really know much about everyone was called a freak at that point you're you're taking people with disabilities and deformalities and you're exploiting them for money yeah, because that's the way that you want your reputation to be like, oh, look, I found these misfits and I'm giving them such a great life by giving them a job and they're entertaining people. You're putting people like essentially in like a zoo and you're having people look at these different types of people just because a person has PCOS and is bigger than most and has a beard yeah, as yeah. a woman. No, I get, I get like, what you're saying. Like, the movie almost tries to make it seem like, oh, he gave these people like a place, a place of acceptance and a place, you right. know, like, but Except not. 
No, you're right. I mean, I'm just thinking like you know, I I get a sense more that in real life it was it was more of exploitation right. than of like celebration of these right. of these people. Um, and then you and know, like a, yeah. Not to mention, I mean, like you know, the circus is like got a very like dark history. And if you want to maybe do more like you know, like a documentary style into like the dark history or of the even circus, like a horror movie, you could, maybe you could do that. <laughs> you know, there's also. Um, what was it? The fourth season of American Horror Story was Freak Show, right? And that kind of had mm-hmm. the same archetypes of like the bearded lady yeah. and like the world's mm-hmm. fattest man and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like in this movie, it's like, okay, we're just doing like a stylized version of what happened. And it's just like this this like musical experience that's mm-hmm. not going to really have any dark undertones. Fine. But it's just... You know, in this day and age, we do know a lot that there was, like, animal cruelty and exploitation in the circus. Yeah. So, it's just, it's kind of hard to forget that when you're watching. It's like, oh, this is the circus, and it's so great, and it's just, like, a place of wonder and amazement. Right. Curiosities, as, like, the euphemism yes. he used to describe people yeah. with the, you know, the abnormalities. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, like, a little odd to me yeah. uh, to try to, like, make people forget that because... We know too much nowadays about how dark that whole history was. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, but like what I was saying before is like, that's how we tell stories about history in America. It's like, let's give you like kind of the dumbed down version of it. And then you can try and figure it out on your own later. But now we're going around and like little kids are seeing this movie. And I'm not t- trying to tell little kids like, this is the truth about P.D. Barnum. He was actually a really terrible man. exploiting a lot of people just like you. But like, I... I don't know. Like, I get where it's coming from. And Keith, I see your argument. I was like, no one gives a shit. It's a movie. Like, I get it. To me, just the movie in general with like the the, the crappy character development also kind of got to me. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Like, um, at the end of the day, uh, this movie isn't trying to do a deep dive. So right. like, yeah, I, I for the critics to kind of criticize it, like, why didn't you dive deeper into P.T. Barnum? Like, well, this is like a high energy, upbeat musical, so it's not going to mm-hmm. explore those dark undertones. Like, I, I know I was just going on this whole thing about, you know, you can't really gloss it over because we all know. But at the same time, this the idea of this movie is to do like a stylized musical, just with this as like you know this the, taking this guy's life. Like, let's take P.T. Barnum, just turn his life into a musical. Like, I guess you could, you could do that about a lot of things, but the idea of the setting of the circus lends itself to a style of fanfare anyway. So I kind of get like the conception, Mm -hmm. maybe, I guess maybe I answered my own question, the conception of, okay, let's take like this setting, make that into a musical in the spirit Mm -hmm. of old fashioned Hollywood musical films. That I kind of was yeah. getting a sense yeah. of that this is trying to tap into that Roger tradition and all that, but to, like, and they didn't yeah, use animals. Mm-hmm. All those animals were CGI. I, look, I'm not going to give them points for. I mean, if, I'll give them points for. Like, hey, the, the animals are CGI. No, mm-hmm. no animal cruelty but, is always worth points. Uh, but yeah. the, the um, yeah, you get like a lot of things like you know the backdrops like in the beginning when they're on the rooftop you know like those backdrops are really cheesy but that was the style that's the point like the whole idea is to kind of feel i guess kind of like a set in motion so this Mm -hmm. the the style of this movie what they were trying to achieve in style i think they nailed it um Mm -hmm. you know and that's the thing critics don't like a movie that's all style and not a lot of narrative heft 
if I'm still coming back to if the only issue is a name change and that would and then people like wouldn't have a problem with this movie then i don't think that's really much to hang on i do agree pt barnum is an awful human being in real life uh and if they ever do make a docu uh, documentary or you know a movie about him it should be a horror biopic but this isn't that yeah. this is on disney plus this is made for kids yeah, and like i don't want to i don't like if a kid is watching this you don't that's like a, it's it's like someone discovering Beatles for the first time, and then so, and then you're the guy at the party going, mm -hmm. like, let me tell you about John Lennon. And and we all <laughs> la and I've seen enough Onion articles, and enough people have told that guy at parties to shut up about John Lennon's backstory. And if we're allowed to yeah. say that, if we're I've uh, if we're allowed to make fun of that guy, <laughs> like they're making an Elvis movie. Uh, next year oh. and with tom hanks it's going to be a yeah bars really? Baj lerman wow. it's going to be a big production that oh, or yeah Bad but it's, it's yeah, going to be a big be production yeah. you know and yeah you could say elvis you can equally say elvis presley did some amazing music while also dating a 14 like he did some really sketchy things uh <laughs> because she's only 14 uh it's so it like <laughs> i i don't think this was their intention to do a deep they only even like the the affair if like if that woman could come back and was there no was no affair. affair uh if the woman could come back it's just like yeah we shook hands once uh like <laughs> i i i i think people are smart enough to either know the history to either and mm -hmm. to look it up and also if someone to be like hey pt barnum was this kind of guy some people can right. either go like ho ho know your history my chap like i and then you have a student that i tutored who was doing like a seven month project on any topic that they chose during a certain like time like century of time and she did it on like big top circus with ringling brothers and barnum and bailey and she's like, oh, well, I could just watch The Greatest Showman, and I, that is my report. I said, no, you cannot. You absolutely cannot watch The Greatest Showman, and that's your report, because that's nothing even close mm -hmm. to what this person was. I think and that's it. Right? Like, but oh, that's, I'll, just, I'll just watch the movie. That's a classic it's, I'll just trope. watch the movie, but now you have like a 13-year-old like kid saying, oh, I'll just watch The Greatest Showman. But now you have to educate that kid saying, no, this was But that's you're an educator, though. That's excellent. That's a 13-year-old a learning a new fact. That's that. Yeah, but is she going to listen? Well, then you'll that's fail the her. Thing. Then you'll so fail kids, her. You know, that's, that's, no, no, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> see, like, that's, that's, a classic, that's a classic folly of, like, you know, who do you blame? Like, the movie or the audiences? Because, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's always been, like, that debate, like, about, oh, like, you you can't trust audiences to discern fact from fiction. It's like, well, maybe you should. Maybe people should like be smart enough to try to like think about a movie. The key word there is should there, JJ. <laughs> no, but I like I think there's yeah. been a, a I mean, I think musicals, historical musicals especially, tend to get whitewashed. Les Mis is a great Hamilton, oh, yeah. and those are ten out of ten for me. And like. Uh, like, I, I don't I just think that when if people are going to harp on the historical aspect, that's fine. I've seen enough criticisms mm -hmm. about the character development and all that. I'm like, I could totally understand someone not digging this movie. 
But if you're going to be, if you're going to come to me like, you can't like this movie because uh, P.T. Barnum was an asshole, I'm going to be like, well, let me give you a whole list of things that were made by people who were assholes. Like, it, it, I, I, that yeah. did not stop yeah. my brain from going, you're enjoying this. Have fun. Enjoy the ride. Why do you care what they think? It's not just them. You've never had somebody look at you the way your parents looked at me. Everyone would look at us. You know I want you. It's not a secret I try to hide. I know you want me. So don't keep saying our hands are tied. You claim it's not in the cards. Fate is pulling you miles away and out of reach from me. But you're here in my heart, so who can stop me if I decide that you're my destiny? What if we be right to start? I do have to say, I really enjoyed the musical numbers. I felt like mm -hmm. they had so much energy and they were like a pleasure to watch. You know, you could tell a lot of effort went into them, you know, musically, choreography, like it was, um, you know, it all it all looked really great and it sounded great. I just thought it was interesting that you know it was decidedly like, um, like, uh, what's the term like anachronistic or like it, you mm -hmm. know like in terms of the style of the song and dancing is very modern, right? As opposed yeah. to the time period setting, right? Um, which you know like that's not the first musical to do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> You know, it's, I mean, you could do maybe yeah. like a more classical sounding musical, like a Rodgers Hammerstein, which, you know, does not take yeah. you out of the time period. But, you know, this was decidedly more like modern pop sort of, sort mm -hmm. of sound. And, uh, I don't know, did that, did that work for you? I felt like at times it worked for me and at times it didn't like just seeing them do the dancing in the circus for like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the 19th century audiences who were like kind of singing along to modern music. I, I don't know. It worked and it didn't work. It depending on the scene for me. They brought in the powerhouse team of uh, what, what are their names? Benj, Pasek, and Paul, Paul. Like who? Like they won the Oscar yeah. for La La Land. They worked. They did. They worked. Dear Evan, Dear Evan they Hansen. did a lot of plays and they they flew mm -hmm. them in and said we need the music and these guys basically wrote this is me on the flight there. Uh, that's how genius they mm -hmm. are. Like I I think. That doesn't. I mean, you know, you're getting a flashy movie. You're basically getting a circus. You know what it reminded me of? Actually, um, I was kind of getting, especially in the beginning, a very like Moulin Rouge sort of vibe. I mean, the, the time period is not that different, right? Maybe it takes place fifty years mm -hmm. before Moulin Rouge takes place, and you know, again, you're getting like um, modern music in like mm -hmm. this 19th century uh setting mm -hmm. in a very like stylized sort of um you know sort of way of filming so yeah you know i i kind of I, and it's also that was also 20th century fox so i i was at the very beginning i kind of got that that vibe and that's another movie that i don't think it's divided around tomatoes but i know moulin rouge is a movie that people either love or hate um yeah. so this seems to me be getting the same sort of uh reaction yeah, I think also I have to come to terms with exactly what Keith said before. Like, this is just entertainment. And, like, I'm just the type of person that, you know, pinpoints everything and picks out everything. Like, little in in 
what is it called? Uh, idiosyncrasies can kind of like ruin it for me, right? So I'm focused on the character development. I don't know where certain people came from all of a sudden. Right. And now we have more freaks than we had in the audition process. And now is it like, I know the backstory of how to like, you know, I've been in enough like school music productions and stuff like that, that I know like, okay, just add a couple people here and it'll look like there's a lot of people here <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Like we need an ensemble. So just like get the janitor out here, you in the back and you're going to come over here. Yeah. Get the janitor. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like I get that. Like I, I, I think because you know, the ins and outs of a lot of like theater that you're like, okay, no, I see what they're doing here or whatever. Um, and you forget to just sit back and enjoy it. Um, for what it is and you just forget to kind of do like oh this is a really nice ensemble number like I grew up dancing and doing like all this kind of stuff so I get it um, so yeah I think with the the cross century type connection to it is very interesting um, exactly what you said JJ about Moulin Rouge um, I kind of got that vibe too like they're trying to like you know they know their audience. They know the people that wrote the music. They know like who's going to end up liking this musical and kind of forget that they're in this like 1918th century, whatever time period until they see the costumes. And even the way they talk is not of that century. It's very yeah, modern super, in that sense. Again, like they add like little touches of like yeah. somewhat Victorian era speak, but yeah. it's for the most part very modern. But do stuff. we want to see that movie? You know, I don't want to see like, I mean, I think actually Hugh Jackman could pull it off with Oklahoma, but I don't really yeah. like, this is the greatest show. He's like singing to the sunrise. Like, right. I, this is the greatest show. <laughs> no, I mean, like I say, I think it, it does work. <laughs> I think it does work for the most part, but like the like, little moments of like, Again, the 19th century circus audience singing back. I'm like, oh, that looks yeah. really funny. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay. That's yeah, kind of like... and I'm like, I don't think anyone shimmied their shoulders back then. Yeah, I think yeah. they were waving little fans and kind of like uh, Christina, yeah. their fingers. Did, uh, you, yeah. I feel like you related a lot to the critic character in this movie. Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's not definitely. art. It's not art if it's not accurate. No, that's not true. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just, like I said, I think I hyped myself up to really liking this musical because everything that I saw of it, I was like, oh my God, I love musicals. Like I love, you know, I like Pascal. I like what they've done. I really love La La Land too. So I was like really excited mm -hmm. for this to be something even more. Right. And the, I don't know. I just sat there in silence and just kind of like, well, that was anticlimactic, very underwhelming. And uh, well, maybe you're I'm not going to lie and say that I don't listen to the music all the time because yep. I do. That's probably the best takeaway is the music. I know I'll be listening to the soundtrack, you know, cause the, yeah. the songs are catchy. But yeah, maybe, you know, it's tough because you know, expectations can really affect, mm -hmm. you know, your viewing experience. So you know, your expectations were really high and this is a genre you really love. So mm -hmm. you probably like have a higher bar for this kind of movie than maybe other kinds right. of films, right? And this is attracting, yeah. you know, fans like you. This movie is geared towards, you know, musical yeah. theater fans as well. Mm -hmm. um, as much as it maybe tries to get more general audiences, I think general audiences probably would, you know, more likely give this a thumbs up well, than specifically like mm -hmm. musical yeah, well, theater geeks well, like us. Well, this is probably you know? why... Uh, I'm going to probably mention this a lot, but Hamilton was so successful on Disney Plus because, yeah, modern audiences do not get to fly out to New York to see a $300 show. Uh, 
and it, it was also yeah. very well filmed. Like, like a, uh, but I think, like, yeah. I people wanted like this movie did exceedingly well. This movie was popular, uh, and mm-hmm. so people liked the idea of going yeah. to a play slash movie. Maybe not all of them, but uh, I think this one was so. You got the charismatic lead of, I th- I think Hugh Jackman really kind of just ele- like the pa- you could see this was his passion project. Oh well, yeah, he was really living. What in. I appreciate about it too is that like it is, yeah, I know it's loosely based on like you know this guy's life, but for the most part, it is like an original musical film. And in this day and age, so many things that we get, especially from Disney, are like oh, made either a remake or based on something. You know, like I feel like this is actually maybe more of a creative risk to come up with something totally mm. original that, like, you know, you don't have the appeal of it based off of something else. So at least you get like, you know, new music that you hadn't heard before, and like, and just something completely new that we haven't had. So That's why it I'm took always nine a fan years. It, it took nine years, like, to really be in development. They because the studio was like, we don't know how this is going to do. Yeah, if anything, like when this movie was first announced, I was like confused. I'm like, they're making this kind of movie right now because we like never get these kind of movies anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're gonna usually when like a big studio invests a lot of money nowadays, it's on something that is like way more of like a um, guarantee. And this movie was success. supposed to bomb yeah. too because it w- it was made for eighty four million dollars and it yeah. came out around if not the same day as the last jedi and uh, i knew it was and like a holiday word of mouth, this movie the word of mouth of it just got like i think it was like number one until january february like in in terms of it was always in like yeah. the top five i know that and like what you know last jedi not to go into it it went down greatest showman went up in terms of like word of mouth I can see this maybe having like maybe a cult following down the line. Um, yeah, again, of people who okay. really love the music and people who mm-hmm. like appreciate this specific um, style. Um, I mean, I have to say, as much yeah. as I was kind of yeah, like being critical before, I think overall my experience Open your was heart. positive. <laughs> and if it, if anything, like you know, there are like little funny. The movie, like a lot of times, the plot is very rushed. But for me, I kind of get a kick out of that. Like, you know, all of a sudden there were animals in this circus. Like, where do you get these elephants from? Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, you don't really see that. Or even the very beginning, I had to laugh because that first number, like, things are happening so fast with this guy's life. And they're just trying to get through it. Like, when he works at... Come alive, come alive. When he he works at that job, like, whatever clerk job that was, and the guy is like... We're bankrupt. All our ships sank. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, all <Yeah>. your ships sank? <laughs> I don't understand. And then it's just like, next scene. <laughs> like, um, okay. <laughs> all your ships sank. Yeah. Um, like, little moments like that, if anything, kind of boosted for me. Because it's like a little curious little things. I feel like like a lot of people just like accept and move on. Like, they don't care. But I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I kind of go back for... Like funny That's what I like love about plays, like just how quick, like, uh, Wicked. It's just like, we hate each other. One song will cure all that. <laughs> like, Oh, that was at mm-hmm. the end, too. Like, this guy has pissed off everybody. Like, he lost his home. His wife is leaving him. The, the, yeah. the, the circus people are mad at him for neglecting him. And it just took that one song in the bar, you know, 
and they're immediately on board, right? It's I'm like, from no. What's the, how's the song like? No more or something like that. And it's like, yeah, no more. And then they do like this like big. I must happy say, yeah. number. And it's from like, now that's... on, it was like that weird country song that they had in there, like doodly 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 doodly. Yeah, and just... then they like all got in. They were like, yeah, I guess I'm gonna join. And they're like starting to dance. Yeah, and it... I was like, what the fuck? It was very. It was like it was very quick. But then that's again like kind of like the style. Of a lot of like you know, the, despite the these people's uh, disabilities, like, they mm-hmm. really know how to dance. They know how to break dance. They know how to, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of curious too, like what exactly some of these people's like curiosities were, so to speak. Like, okay, you have like the tallest guy, the fattest guy, <laughs> the shortest so guy, forth. but then you also kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you who i didn't know could sing that i didn't know that was him singing in this is me that one time that one line it seems like i thought it was kiala's <laughs> it looked like a they lot were. of his lines were dubbed um yeah okay, that's what i thought but um uh like some of the other people especially in that one like number towards the end i'm like there's these two people who are just like all in white are they like albinos i guess like, yeah i'm like what also where Albino did they come from? but like what is <laughs> No, but no, I'm saying like they were not at the original audition process. Those were the the extras that the the producers I mean, were like, I okay, assumed, add more people in. See, like that's a, that's the <laughs> thing where I'll kind of be like, okay, I'm on board. Like I assume as the show got more popular, like they they recruited more they people into the show. Like I kind of will buy that. Like they okay, need like, dancers. Time, they the, need the like those like the the people that can actually like you know Broadway choreography dance. Like they need those. Right, but like I. I'm just trying to say, like, some of these, like, quote-unquote, like, I don't want to say freaks, but, like, some of these people were, like, like, what is their thing? Like, some people, some of them just have weird hair. Like, I don't, like, yeah. I don't really even know what And it's so funny, because there's that one, like, ensemble part where they're, um, the Come Alive, I think it is the song or whatever, and they go into, like, the, um, the, the, what do they call it? Like, the ring, I guess, like, this, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And they're doing that line dance, and I almost thought they were going to break out into Thriller. Because they were doing a lot. Of, I was like, okay, I guess they're going to break out into Thriller now. Yeah, kind of the same going. sort of like set up. Yeah. The same energy. They just like end up all in like that one like, you know, everyone get into a window and then they're I, all starting. The only, uh, I will agree with you on one thing, Christina. Like I do think that, you know, the, when it comes to like the script, the dialogue, it's very like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah very it's like watching a play i'll say that like i don't really put a lot of state a lot yeah. of investment in any uh musicals dialogue that's not music yeah because it's always like mm-hmm. you know i'm sorry it's always mood whiplash like i'm sorry i it's very it's fast, fast. Yeah. it's very it's, fast it's very and fast. yeah no i yeah. i mm-hmm. it's like watching a play like how a play is made in reverse you get the movie first and it'll soon become a play on broadway yeah. when that comes back uh i mean i imagine they probably even like thought of like songs before they even thought of like the dialogue that goes in between but that's i feel like that's the style of musicals of like the old broadway um Mm -hmm. i feel like nowadays though in the last like 10 years you've gotten more nuanced musicals on broadway that actually do invest more in dialogue but those aren't like the super showy musicals those are maybe like the more like the inventive ones. ones, like say like next to normal or something, yeah, where... or Hades Town or anything like that. Yeah, so like you know, music like this. This is definitely like the older form of, of Broadway, which I also enjoy that. But it's nice, you know, nowadays you can have actually like that blend of really good dialogue and character development with really good 
numbers. It's just not going to be like a big fanfare. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of just like you know maybe more um, like like a smaller you know a, a smaller orchestra you know more contemplative kind of music. Um, so like take right. your pick. You can have both. Can we? Can, can we? <laughs> As I can. Yeah, no, I think you that's can. yeah. It's nice uh, to yeah. It's nice to get that old. It's nice to no get that excuses. old school. Like old Roger and Hammerstein style, and I, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's almost a lost art in a way to have these, um, you know, old school uh, film musicals, because uh, that was like you know something that people still enjoy today. Like right, like people enjoy watching those kind of movies with their families. You know, sound of music mm-hmm. and you know singing in the rain. This came out during the right time. This is a Christmas. Movie. This is a movie you watch with family around the holidays. This is a good date. Friday night movie yeah. like it's if it's your favorite and you want to watch it all the time go if, ahead it, it's alright it's it's fun yeah. and if it's all the if it's like the structure of like a lot of classic films right you have you know like the fourth act when everything's down and sad and then you know yeah. towards the end he has to redeem himself and everything's good at the end I also got a kick out of like uh, you know when the buildings burned down and Zach Efron's like you know we can't afford a building and then Hugh Jackman's like Maybe we don't need a building. Maybe a tent. <laughs> and I'm like, if I and that, if, my friends, is how the tent was born. How, how like the circus tent came to be. Like if I had to write a yeah. parody of like this kind of story, that is actually the kind of like you know scene I would have. It's like, oh, we don't have a yeah. building. Maybe a tent. <laughs> That's how it came to be. Um, so it's just silly. And then the narrator in the background is like, and ladies and gentlemen, that is how the tent is born. I drank champagne with kings and queens. The politicians praised my name. But those were someone else's dreams. The pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years, I chase their cheers, a crazy speed of always needing more. But when I stop and see you here, I remember who all this was for. And from now on. Can you imagine if they tried to film this like they film Les Mis, where they're singing while they're filming? Like it would have, like you know it would have been uh, Isn't that nuts i always forget about that fact and every time i watch it i'm like i forget that they like shot this live yeah like the singing it live instead of traditionally Isn't that nuts? when did you guys first know like growing because like when you were a kid didn't you think like in every musical like they sing as they film it like when you're little like when did you first mm-hmm. find out that pretty much every musical movie they they dub in the singing later on when I would hear the person sing in real life. <laughs> okay. I'm like, like I'm That's saying like, I what, was like, like, what age oh. I was going to say. Like, cause I feel like I, oh. I was like maybe 12 or 13 when I first learned that. And it like blew my mind. I'm like, I think I, I think I was around that age too, because I think that's when I found out. Cause, um, I mean, all right. So my first, I guess, movie musical that I watched at a young age, not, I'm not like including Disney because that's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was Rent in 2005. And I think, because I watched like older musicals and stuff, but I didn't really like, you know, put two and two together. But like Rent, I think was my first one that I can really like have a recollection of um, figuring out whether they were singing live or it was a kind of recorded beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because I listened to the soundtrack of the movie and I was like, that sounds very uh, yeah. accurate it's like perfect. to what the movie was. Yeah. And I was like, and then you can see, like, and then as I would rewatch re the movie, I'm like, I don't think they're like, like, you could see that they're singing. They probably sang while filming, but you can tell that it was like dubbed in afterwards. Yeah. And then like other little like shows, I think also Glee is when I realized, I was like, oh, they are. They freaking recorded it before. Well, because like, especially there's when they no go from way. when they go from dialogue to yes, singing, there's like a like, distinct yes. like difference in like the sound. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I think I might have realized this much younger because you know I always grew up watching like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and there is like mm -hmm. a moment I think during um, Veruca Salt song where like it really is off at one point. And I think at that okay, age, I might yeah. have like realized like, Oh, wait a second. Like I'm just that finding doesn't, out right that doesn't look right. Um, <laughs> sorry to ruin that for you. Keith. You're I could just, I could, I could just imagine a young casino with a notepad. Like, like, <laughs> Oh no, I wasn't that precise, but I was definitely like, Hmm. Yeah. I think it really, I think like, obviously I can, it came to a, like a, a thought that like okay they they probably recorded this and like lip sync throughout the thing but i think it really made it evident was when i started watching glee in yeah. like high school and i was like ah they freaking mm. you could totally see like they again they probably sang while filming but like definitely yeah dubbed it over dubbed over yeah. um well, that just based off of like i know leah michelle and like she's overreacting like I could just tell. Whoa! Throwing shade. Come out of her mouth. Throwing shade to Leah Michelle. We got. We're naming names, folks. The other thing too, I wanted to mention, you know, like the circus. Uh, I think I only went to like once when I was like in kindergarten or something, and I don't think I really liked it that much. Do you guys? I mean, like, do you guys have like an affinity for like the circus? Because this movie, I get it. Like in the 19th century, like this, you know, there's. This was entertainment. Yeah, this was this. You know, yeah, uh, this would be like a big form of entertainment. But like, yeah, they still they still had the circus. I don't know if it was even still going on right before COVID. But like, there was still like a circus going around. I always thought like, why no, is there they, still a circus in like this around? The, no, they closed the they, Ringling Brothers. They, they, when did they the close big it? top circus is they is, closed they it around the, the time this movie came out. Actually, ended. Okay, that's why. But like, not up yeah. until recently though. I always thought, and they still build themselves as like the greatest show on earth. Yeah. Oh, well, what are they? What are they called? Like, I, um, if you're gonna, I used to go. They're not gonna be like the the. The, the, we used to be the greatest show on earth. For, <laughs> Formerly known as the greatest show on earth. We're yeah, humble. Right. Uh, we're moderate. Do you guys have like. We're subpar. Do you guys have fond memories of like going to oh, the circus? God. My parents try to like, okay, as a kid, obviously we have to be constantly entertained. My parents try to find everything under the book in like central Jersey to help us get like to. We went to malls. Like, that was, like, our growing up, like, entertainment. We went to malls and Discovery Zone. Yeah, so same, and, same, yeah. Yeah, and every year around the spring, my my elementary school would host the circus in, like, the parking lot, like, the field area or whatever, and my parent, and it was, like, free admission for, like, students or something like that, and maybe, like, a couple bucks for, like, whoever. So um, they would take us. And all I can, all I remember of the circus at a young age is the smell mm -hmm. of animals crap and how disgusting it was. How much you loved it. They gave it. us a coloring book with like four crayons and 
cotton candy, and one particular clown that was bald and had a tiny hat on the side of his head. And he would go around and just give kids things. And I was terrified of this clown. I could not watch the show. I was very unsettled Mm -hmm. of every sensory overload that was happening in that moment. And I would just be very like fidgety and agitated. And my mom's like, to my dad, I distinctly remember this. We can never do this ever again. We can never do this ever again. For the best. And my dad's like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we are never doing this ever again. Well, you know, I think we went twice. I'm kind of grateful that this movie did not include yeah. clowns. Because uh, I think yeah, a lot of right? people, when they think of the circus, they think of clowns. And yes. I think that also is like a big thing. In, I mean, a much bigger thing than it is now. And in it like was like the, 19th the, century. the circus I went to was like a club. Like they turned out all the lights. They had like strobe lights and like all this other kind of stuff. They gave away like those like, what are those highlighter like necklaces things like the light oh, stick Oh, you snap things. them and they turn on. Yeah. yeah, they gave away those. They had like loud music. I was so frightened as a child. Yeah. It was so much. And my mom was sitting there like, I gotta get out of yeah, here. Yeah. Like it was not well, they did comfortable it. or a fun experience. I remember like um, the, yeah. you know, the Meadowlands, right? Like by yeah. you know, where, the, where, the, where the Giants and Jets play. There's um, mm-hmm. the arena there. Uh, they always had that's the where we saw there, them. Like, I, that my, my family and I saw them. Long. Yeah, that, that's where I saw them. Yeah, I think it was like a field trip in kindergarten. Like they took us to the circus, and yeah, we did not have a good time. Um, and uh, yeah, I think like Cirque the, du Soleil is a better like atmosphere. That's if you a that's see, like, like the modern circus, which is yes. like much more like yeah. artistic and well, one know, walk for to so adults. the. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to defend so, like yeah. the. I really don't remember my time at the circus. Uh, or, like I know I. No, I remember going, <laughs> I must have gone to like Disney on Ice and all that just because, you know, when I remember for a yard sale, we found all those like, mm-hmm. you know, you hit this button and it lights up and spins. So I'm like, I must have got like, I, I must have got like, yeah, a, yeah. like you can see now, oh like God. this three year old's running around <laughs> like he, he let's bring him to something. Uh, but yeah, like Cirque du Soleil. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess the circus walked so Ringling Brothers could run, or no, so uh, Cirque du Soleil could run. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. true. It was like like um, yeah, an and evolution. They're of that. French, and they're Europe, they're French, European, like whatever. This is the greatest so, like, show. You know they're good. You know, like you know that <laughs> this is the greatest show. Instead of clowns, we are going to rewrite this song. Put it back on my head. Now we're, <laughs> now, now we're gonna have the French knocking down on our doors, so I'm not. I am French, so they can. It's fine. Um, I, and it, instead of clowns, they have mimes, uh, which I think yeah, I would right? take a mime over a clown. That's art. It's an artistic clown. <laughs> yeah, Although I would just uh, throw them both over the boat. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Our ships are. Uh... Um, so I'm just thinking, if there's any other aspect of this movie uh, we haven't touched on yet, I mean, all the other cast members, like uh, Michelle Williams, I think is like she's fine a good in this actress movie, right? too. Like, mm-hmm. She just always uh, is I, I, in these roles that just make her. I'm like, she, I guess she's always a star on television, but she always sh- like she's a really good actress, and I'm like, another. It's not that another actress could have played mm-hmm. this. I'm just like. She was good, but I'm like, oh, you deserve better. And I'm always in Michelle Williams' corner. I'm trying to think of who else would have been, like, a good person for her role, too. Yeah, because the part, maybe you could have given this to, like, maybe, like, a newcomer or something. Because the part, like, yeah. 
you're right. Like Michelle Lynch is very talented, and she doesn't really need to do that much in this part. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought she did a good job of being like a sympathetic character. You know, like I buy that she's in love with with you know P.T. Barnum and that you know she's sad when he's away and all that stuff. I cared about her character, so that's as much as like she can do really in that part. If I had to take a guess. With the budget being the way it is and Hugh Jackman being as enthusiastic and charismatic, it's like, Michelle, I'm going to do an Australian accent. I want you to be my wife in this movie. We'll give you $9 million. You get, And she's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a – like, this is probably going to be an accent, by the way. And uh, I – Yeah, that is not – that's not that – I am Ruvalrine, not a dingo. Now we're gonna get oh. we're gonna get the Australians this is, and this French is our people. most controversial <laughs> episode to date. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, we're bringing all the. But culture. it seems like I, I, the audience is yeah at eighty six percent and doing a deep dive. I think the ones that uh, there are you got the hardcore fans that just love watching this movie. The songs are still stuck in their heads. I have coworker like my high school that I work at. They have like over the top. That's not a pun. Um, <laughs> Uh, pep rallies and one year it was the greatest show and they literally did like a whole homage to the greatest showman and um, they used songs from the greatest showman in their pep rally Um, even the marching band the next year did the greatest show as like their marching band show and they took songs from it I was like so we get it it. we like it uh, yeah, a lot, music, yeah. It, it was very quick to like enter into the you know pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so like even before I really knew, sometimes some these songs I didn't even know came from this movie. You know, maybe like down the line there will be people who only really know the songs, and then when they'll explore mm-hmm. the movie. It'll be like, oh, that's what this is from. You know, that kind of thing. Right. I believe this oh. is me was nominated for an Oscar for best song. Uh, I can yeah. see that. Uh, yeah. But uh, I did see a lot of comments that echoed Christina's. Like exact mm-hmm. uh, feedback and criticism. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I like I completely understand someone. I don't know how you can hate this movie, but I can totally see like eh, it's just not my. With all the musicals out right. there, it's just not your your thing. I didn't hate it. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, I I'm know you did. Say it out there, like I didn't hate it. I was critical, underwhelmed. That's exactly what I would say about it. This was for you. What will you be doing? Watching my girls grow up. The show must go on. This is the greatest show. So I think we have now reached the point where maybe we can give our own personal scores for um, The Greatest Showman. I feel like we might be uh, a little uh, all over the board on this one, so I'm very curious. Mm -hmm. But uh, Christina, as our guest, start us off. What um, percentage score would you give to The Greatest Showman? <sighs> Overall score, I would probably give it like, I think I would give it like a 70%. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about you? I didn't know what to expect with this movie. If the major criticism of it is the historical inaccuracy i think uh that doesn't really land well with me and i had a lot of fun i or i had an expected amount of fun 
uh, and I seventy three. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe we're not as all over the board as I thought we would be then, um, because uh, I was also thinking in that range. I think I might give mm-hmm. my. I think I might give it the highest score. I think I'd give it a seventy six. Uh, wow. Yeah, just overall, as, as critical as I was before, I think overall, I just I really enjoyed myself watching this, and um, yeah, it's not far from perfect by any means. Definitely, like mm-hmm. you know, narratively. Is, that's like the weakest aspect of it um and you know if your criticism is again like the historical inaccuracies you know i'm trying to think where where do you draw the line who can you and who can't you kind of make like a glossed over musical you know base like who can't you base a musical off of you know like we cannot do a musical of hitler and gloss over well, I, everything <laughs> That's the producer, the producers did a. <laughs> the, produ- the, the producers <laughs> kind of leaned into that. I know, uh, springtime no for, Stalin's, no Hitler's, no. Springtime but, for Hitler is uh, it's a classic, but um, yeah, I think we all know that, right? Like that's also, like the far end of the spectrum. Like we know not to do that. But I'm saying like it's P.T. Barnum, like you know, is he close to that line? You know, is he someone that you shouldn't make a sort of stylized gloss over musical based on? That's like I think the key question. Um, and I don't know if you want to see he's a terrible person, fine, but I don't think he was like, um, that objectionable, like, or anything controversial that it's like, you know, going to offend people today besides just maybe, uh, he just wasn't nice to some people. I don't know. Also for a first time director, Michael Gracie, you did a pretty good job. First time directing. I mean, I think, yeah, I wanted to add that. Yeah, that that is impressive because this is a big production. Yeah, it was well, very. Big well, the production. story, I, uh, him and Hugh Jackman, just to, uh, him and Hugh Jackman did a commercial and they really got along well. And Hugh Jackman's like, we should make a movie together, mate. And <laughs> and and Michael Gracie, <laughs> no, Michael Gracie literally was like, ah, oh, you know, you're you're just, oh, that's fun. Well, well, you're just kidding. I feel honored to for you to even say that. And then. Uh, a couple weeks later, he got the script to the Greatest Showman. He's like, "Oh, Hugh was being serious." Oh, you were serious. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, but oh, yeah, no, great. I think. Uh, Guess I'm doing this. I now. I think for a first time out, uh, I think the scores that we give it are pretty good for a first so, time director. Yeah. We um we are officially on on the Greatest Showman. We are officially siding with the audience. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, we would be in that crowd of 19th century uh, fans singing yeah, along. Yeah, right. Shimming in our shoulders. Dude, this is me. Get a good haircut. Uh, <laughs> uh, with, with sideburns. Yeah, so, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you, Christine. I'll have the cotton candy hair. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was a wig. Cause she, uh, okay. I, I can work that hair, too. I can work that hair. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you, Christina, for joining us. Um, yes, thank you so much. Having you on, and uh, so we'd like to have you on again another time. Um, but until then, join us again another time, guys, for another divided film. Thanks a lot. Bye.